We are talking about way more than just rest days from your workouts, friend. This episode is all about restorative rest, the kind that benefits you mentally, emotionally, and physically. And yes, you do have the time and you can still do all the things that you need to get done. Trust me. So let's go over the benefits of rest. And then I'm going to give you a foolproof framework to work from instead of giving you like the Googleable laundry list of self-care items. I'm going to give you a framework to work from so you can apply this to your life and actually build this kind of restoration into your nonstop mom life, just like I have. Hey mama, welcome to the tough love mom podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight. And you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies. 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Ever since we moved back in the fall, I have been focusing a lot on this kind of rest that we're talking about today. Um, In the church world, I'm just gonna refer to this, so those of you that are Christians know what I'm talking about, but this technical term is Sabbath, but I believe um, just from like living this out that resting for the purpose of not running yourself into the ground so that the productive time that you do have can be most productive um, is for every single mom out there, no matter your beliefs. So what I, for my personal life, like to call this is Sabbath, but I genuinely believe this applies to any type of rest for any type of mom. So stay with me here if you're like, ah, that doesn't really jive with me. I'm really talking about mental and emotional and physical rest from our jobs and responsibilities as moms. Um, Also, if you work outside the home, and like I said, we're gonna talk about the benefits, but I'm also gonna give you a framework to apply this to your life at the end of the episode. So stick with me. First, let's talk about the benefits of rest as a mom, quickly reduced levels of stress. Doesn't that sound so nice? Another benefit is improved mental health because it improves your mood, reduces anxiety. You're also going to have increased energy levels to get done the things you need to get done. Another benefit is enhanced productivity because what rest, what this kind of restoration does for you is allows you to return to your responsibilities with better focus and energy and efficiency. You're going back to your day-to-day life restored, right? Rested. 
your time management is going to be better and it's going to be easier to make decisions in the moment versus feeling like your decision energy is totally drained. And because of all of this, your overall productivity is going to be positively impacted. Yes. By taking a literal pause, like when you pause your productivity, it allows you to be more productive after the fact, um, which is cool. It's kind of like anti, not anticlimactic. Wow. My brain (laughs) needs some rest. Um, illogical, but it really does provide you more ability to be efficient and productive with less time um, when you do intentionally rest. Another benefit is improved physical health. And we're not, again, we're not just talking about rest days from your workouts. I'm talking about a true day of resting. And yes, workout rest days are vital to physical health and making progress in your journey. But taking that mental rest also allows you to avoid chronic stress. And that has a lot of negative impacts if you leave it unchecked. Another benefit is better relationships because when you rest, and I know like when you go on vacation or when you do get a day off from all the mom responsibilities and, you know, can allow your body and mind to rest, you, you're a little more patient, right? You've got more energy, more emotional availability for everyone that always has demands for you. Um, because of that, when you allow yourself to do this on a more rhythmic basis, you're going to have better relationships because that patience, that energy and emotional availability for everyone around you is going to be more consistent, more predictable. And it also allows for growth. This resting allows you to grow and gives you a stronger sense of identity. Let me talk about that real quick. She might be like, how are those things tied? When you have the time to do some self-reflection, like some uninterrupted time to just sit with yourself, with kind of what's gone on the past week or the past month and reconnect with your own needs and your own interests, it helps you. And, And this is hard because as moms, our whole identity shifts, we're relearning how to be ourselves in this completely new, unfamiliar role that we're learning literally trial by fire, right? So when you can take that rest, and I don't want you sitting here rolling your eyes being like, I'm never going to find that, Liz. I'm not sleeping at night. The baby needs me 24-7. Like, we're going to talk about the framework in a minute. But when you do find this time, when you can do it, even if it's not as consistent as you would like it to be, you're given that time to reconnect with how you were designed, what you need to refill your cup, what you love to do, which it took me like two years of being a mom to figure out what are my hobbies? Like, what do I enjoy doing aside from things that should just be standard in my day-to-day life? Like hanging out with my kids and a couple TV shows I like to watch and working out. I was like, those are my hobbies. (laughs) When you get that time to rest, that sense of identity can be restored little, not, not immediately, not all at once, but tiny little pieces at a time over time. So those are the benefits. And they're vast, right? They cover physical, they cover mental, they cover emotional, they cover your identity. And it helps give you that time and space to cover those things instead of continue to sweep them under the rug or put them on, you know, the back shelf for later, because you've got all these responsibilities that you need to take care of everyone else and everything around you before yourself. And again, we're not talking about self-care today. I'm not giving you a list of ideas because you can go Google those. They're everywhere. And They really won't do it for you because we're going to go into this framework of how to rest as a mom. Let's talk about this. This is what you're here for. And this is really what I want to give you because this is what has changed my life the past eight plus months of 
being more intentional about rest. I will not say I've been perfect with it because I have not. I have weeks where I'm like, wow, today was like supposed to be my day of rest. And I was not very intentional about it. And I do not feel very rested, but I kind of did some of the things. So I got a little bit, (laughs) it's all perspective, but let's talk about this framework that I've been using that has really helped me find rest on a more consistent basis instead of running myself into the ground and, you know, at 9 p.m. one night being like, Casey, my husband, Casey, I need like a day off of not momming. I'm going to leave the house at 8 a.m. and I'm not coming back till dinner time because I used to have those days where I was like, I just need to get away from everything and everyone for like a day, just full transparency here. Um, and doing this has allowed me to stay present, but also find that rest that I was seeking when I was burnt out. So let me preface this with, this is going to look different for every single mom. And what I share here, what I share right now is not the be all end all, but it is a great framework to work from. Okay. No laundry list of ideas on how to rest. This is literally a, here's step one, two, and three, follow these steps, apply it to your own life, apply it to the season that you're in, and then go get after it. As I always say. So step one is I want you to, I want you to determine these values, who, what, what, yes, I said that twice, where and how, who, what, what, where, and how, who, what, what, where, how, right? Okay. Those are the five things. Who do you want or need to feel most present with? And well, I'll rewind. I want you to get out a pen and paper right now, if you're at home or if you've got a minute, if you don't just kind of brainstorm through these things and then you can like cue this episode to play again. Um, especially if you're in like Apple podcasts, I'm pretty sure you can do that in Spotify, probably in any podcast player, to be honest. So cue this up to listen to one more time later today, when you can go back and go through these three steps. So step one, determine your values, who, what, what, where, and how, who do you want? This is question number one that you're going to answer in step one. Who do you want or need to feel most present with? Who do you want or need to feel most present with? Who are those people in your life? Next question is a what question. What do you enjoy doing? And like, just write out as many things. I don't even want to list out ideas here because this is, this is so different. I want you to think about not self-care items. I want you to think about things that are outside the house, things that are, you know, things that cost money, things that don't cost money, things that get your body moving, things that let you sit on your butt for hours. Like, what do you enjoy doing? Is it artistic? Is it analytical? Is it social? Is it alone? What do you enjoy doing? And I want you to think of like activities, like tangible things you do. What do you enjoy doing? Next question. The next what question is what responsibilities are work for you or work to you? So some moms, might not really see dishes as work. It might just kind of be this rote activity that you just do. And it doesn't really phase you. That's what dishes are to me. Um, you know, early on in our marriage, they were not, it was a job and it was a battle, (laughs) but now it's one of those things that's kind of a rote activity. I don't think twice about it. It doesn't feel burdensome. I have no resentment towards my husband for not doing them because I just do them. It does not, they, they don't phase me. So do I do dishes on these days that I rest? Yeah. Cause it just doesn't really phase me. Um, laundry some days, I don't want to do laundry on the day I rest other days. I don't mind doing laundry on the days I rest. It just depends on my mood that day. So, um, those are responsibilities that like one that 
One mom might feel like dishes are. Another mom might feel like laundry is or isn't. Um, Maybe it's changing diapers. Like it could be what feels like work to you. Grocery shopping. There's plenty of mom activities. And then also if you work inside, outside the home, full-time, part-time, whatever, if you have a job outside of motherhood, um, what responsibilities in that realm are work to you. And I would even challenge you to say that job as a whole, no matter what it is or how much time you do or don't spend doing it, I would challenge you to deem that whole piece of your life a responsibility that should be work to you. Because on a day of rest, you should not be doing that job. We do not need to be working seven days a week, okay? Especially if it's one that like you're in charge of your own time, um, you need to put that down one day a week. That should be a non-negotiable. I don't care what your beliefs are. Um, we are not designed to work seven days a week. We're just not. Um, and if you don't have that option, if that's something that like you're on someone else's time clock and they're making you come to work or you'll lose your job or you won't get paid, like that's different. Um, and that's something maybe you try to have a conversation about with leadership. I don't know the answer to that, but if you have the ability to not open your email, to not reply to text messages or phone calls, or to not think about it, if you like think about it on that off day, I like to capture that thought. I tell myself, this is how I kind of get through that. Cause I'm like a, Ooh, a new idea, jump on it, <laughs> write it down, think about it more. Um, I have to trust that if that's an idea that I need, or that is going to last or something that I will implement, I need to trust that that is something that the Lord is going to put back in my brain on a day I am working. And I really have to be intentional about taking those thoughts captive, even though they're good thoughts, they're productive thoughts on a day I'm trying to rest. Um, So what (laughs) was a long winded way to say what responsibilities in your life or in your job are work to you. And if you work a job outside of motherhood, that whole job should be considered a responsibility that should be work to you because you need to put it down one day a week. I know I'm not stubborn about a lot of things on here, like content wise or what I teach. Um, but that is one thing I'm adamant about because you will burn out. You will burn out speaking from experience here. Okay. (laughs) Um, so that is another what question. Now we've got where and why left. So where, where, Does time get spent that is not fulfilling? Where does time get spent that is not fulfilling to you? Like it's not filling your cup back up. Here, I am going to list some ideas because I'm also very passionate about this question. Phones, screens, driving around, doing errands, phones, screens. Yes, I said that twice on purpose. Those are things I want you to think about. Where is your time going that is not fulfilling? It's kind of draining or it's a distraction for you. Where is that time going to things that aren't fulfilling? Or where does time get spent that it's not, it's not helping you? Because those are things that down the road on these days of rest for you, you're going to lay them down. You're going to put them to the side. You're going to try to not plug into them at all. If you are, it's very minimal compared to your normal day. Challenging, I know, but it is worth it. Last question is a how question. How do you function best? We could be talking about hours of sleep that you function best on, um, alone time versus with people. Just like, how do you function best? How were you uniquely designed to 
function optimally. And I'm not talking about your health. I'm not talking about how you're maybe working out. It's part of that. Maybe like your rest day has movement involved. Maybe it's very intentional about not. Um, the other weekend I had a really fun time working out with my husband, which we haven't done in years. And so that's something that I'm like, Hey, on a rest day, like I do on like my day of rest, I do like to work out sometimes. And it'd be super fun to go do that with my husband and have our kids in the, the gym, well, daycare thing and go work out together. Cause we just never get to do that. So again, how do you function best? Just physically, logistically, how do you function best? So that's step one. A lot of questions. Determine your values. Who do you want or need to feel most present with? What do you enjoy doing? What responsibilities are work for you? Where does time get spent that is not fulfilling? And how do you function best? Okay. You've answered those questions. We move on to step two. That's like the grunt work. That's the stuff you have to go through and process and think about for these days of rest to actually work for these days of rest to actually fill you back up. Because if you just go into a day of rest being like throwing spaghetti at the wall saying, okay, I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm going to do a little bit of laundry and I'm not going to run any errands. Okay, great. But is that actually going to fill your cup back up? Have you thought about the people in your life that you want to be present with? Are you still going to scroll your phone a ton? Because then it's not going to feel like a day of rest and you're going to be like, this didn't work. So you have to do step one, answer those questions. Come back to this episode. If you cannot do that right now, but you have, if you, I want you, if you're not going to do those questions, go listen to a different episode, like stop listening. Now go listen to something else because this will not work for you. Step two and three will not matter if you don't do step one. That's why it's number one. So go answer those questions. Take the time. I know you don't feel like you have the time, but if you want to actually find rest, you need to make the time to answer those questions. Do not do step two and three until you've done step one. There's your tough love for the day. I love you. That's why I'm saying this. Cause I don't want you to be like that didn't work because it will. If you answer the questions, get honest with yourself. And this is like a fun one. This is like a, these are feel good questions that will help you uncover, make you excited about taking this day of rest. Okay. So do them. (laughs) Step two, decide on your rhythms daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly. And this will like ebb and flow over time, especially when we're talking about monthly and yearly, but these daily rhythms and these weekly rhythms are really the bread and butter of rest because you're consistent. This is where the consistency happens and where it really helps you plug back into identity and your energy levels and making sure you're feeling rested and present and not like distracted by all the things around you. So, you know, not pulled a different million directions. You know what that feels like, right? This helps avoid that. So daily, let's talk about that rhythm, a daily rhythm of rest. Gosh, that sounds really like wooey, but like a daily rhythm of resting is miniature. You're not going to hit on all these values that we just journaled about, or you just wrote down and brainstormed. I want you to pick one thing, one thing, and you can change this up day to day based on what you feel like you need. You can make it a consistent thing. So it becomes a staple in your day to day. Um, but I just want to encourage you these daily things, pivot them as you need to, because you will change as life changes. So maybe it could look like, Um, if a a responsibility that's worked to you, maybe there's like a portion of the day where you don't do those things, where you don't think about those things. Um, like maybe it's after 5 PM, you don't think about work. 
you don't pick up your phone? Where does time get spent that isn't fulfilling? Phones, screens, maybe you scroll, you find yourself scrolling a lot. So instead of starting the day, opening social media, you get an alarm clock and you put your phone somewhere else. Um, It could also be like who you need to feel most present with. Maybe that's fulfilling to you on a daily basis. So you're really intentional about having dinner together or eating breakfast as a family. These are just some random ideas, but pick one thing that's going to just make you feel a little bit better on a daily basis, a little bit rest. It's not going to be like rest, rest, but it will be that positive hit to your day to day. No matter how bad your day goes, you were intentional about something. That's the daily mini. Now weekly, this is like really where the magic happens. Okay. You're going to set aside one day to hit all the boxes, the who, what, what, where, and how this is a process. This will not happen overnight. (laughs) Um, this is something that you're going to have to be intentional about and learn and Learn more about yourself to figure out how this will work. You need to communicate with your husband about this. You need to communicate with your family. You need to plan. We'll talk about that piece because this is in step three. I'm getting ahead of myself, but you do need to be really intentional the days leading up to it, the days after. So it's not like, okay, I'm not running errands today, but then you don't have any food. You usually do groceries on this day. And now you're saying you're not going to, and now there's nothing for breakfast on Sunday because you decided to do it on Saturday (laughs) and you were like, I'm not running errands. Um, you know, that's just not going to work. So weekly set aside one day. It doesn't have to be the same day every week. Uh, Do what works for you and try to hit every single box. Who, what, what, where, and how. Now, monthly and yearly, this is a little more reflective. On a monthly basis, I want you to aim to evaluate how the rest is going on on that weekly and daily basis. Like how, how is your rest your day of rest going, where have you been off? Where do things feel a little bit off and how can you be more intentional? So you don't just keep coasting down the same path. Instead, you make change where you need to make change and then you carry on. And on a yearly basis, this is where it really gets beautiful and really is restorative. You get a lot of reflection time is I want you to aim to hit these things like what you're doing on a weekly basis, one day a week, I want you to find a week, at least once a year. Ideally, I'd suggest doing this more than once a year, maybe two or three times, but find a full week where you can hit all of those boxes every day. So you know how on a weekly basis, you're taking one day of rest. I want you to try to get a week, like a full week of that, at least once a year seven days in a row of that full rest. And like, yes, are you going to be able to not do dishes for seven full days? No, (laughs) unless you're like with a magical mother or mother-in-law who will do all the dishes for you. And it's just, you don't have to touch one or lift a finger, but that's probably reality for like 0.01% of us. Um, not, oh my gosh, that makes me sound like I have a horrible mother and mother-in-law when they're like the best people in the world. (laughs) But Like there will be day-to-day mom responsibilities that have to get done is what I'm saying. And you need to know that that week of rest will look a little bit different than your full day of rest that you try to do on a weekly basis. Um, But you plan ahead, you get set up, you do it. It often happens around like vacations, but they are so restorative. So yearly aim to have that full week of those days of rest, like a full week of rest. Um, And then step three, I already hit on this but you have to evaluate often. My journey with this the past like six to eight months has been anything but straightforward and simple. Okay. 
Um, lots of ups, ups and downs, definitely not linear, just like weight loss, not linear, right? This is not linear for me. And it really isn't going to be for you either. I've had weeks where the day that I plan to rest works great. And I feel great going into the next day. And then there's other days where I might have to go grocery shopping or my kids are just like a little bit off their, you know, their mood and everyone's a little tired or I didn't sleep well. And you know, the day is just a little bit off and it's not as restorative as I planned, but you know what? On those days, I sometimes just need to check my mindset and my perspective on that thing I said, didn't help me rest. Like if it was going to get groceries because we needed something randomly, but I'm doing it on a day I should be resting. You know what? Sometimes I just need that perspective check that like, Hey, things aren't going to go perfect. You can still find positive in this. You can still rest. And that's not toxic positivity. That's like called taking life as it comes and trying to find the good in things because not everything is bad and dismal. Not everything's great and perfect either. There's a balance in between the two and we get to experience that balance every day. I just think it's really easy for us to either fixate only on the negative or you know, some people can fixate only on the positive and sweep the bad things under the rug. And we got to kind of walk that balance between the two because to be honest, we're on that, we're on that tightrope between the two every single day. Now, what else makes this hard, this day of rest is it does take discipline. It does take intentionality for me. It actually took deleting certain apps off my phone, social media. (laughs) It's not on my home screen. I have to like scroll to a totally different screen to find it. And if you scoff at that, because you hear people say like, oh, they delete social media off their phone. Uh, Maybe you actually need to be the one doing it. (laughs) Maybe, maybe you need to delete it off your phone, um, off your home screen. It doesn't like log you out or anything. It just, you just take it off. So it's not right there on your home screen. When you open your phone, mine's like a couple pages back or I just don't always scroll to it. Um, doing this, doing these days of rest takes planning. It takes communication. Like I said, you have to plan ahead. So you're not having to go get things done or do things that you didn't plan on doing on that rest day. If you've been used to working seven days a week, nonstop, and you're like, okay, I'm going to start implementing this and I'm not going to work my job one day a week. You're going to have to plan ahead. You're going to have to be a little bit more productive on the front end so you can take that full day of rest, but it is vital. And if you're burned out, if you are stretched thin, if you're struggling to attain any of the benefits we talked about at the beginning and your mental health is taking a hit and your energy is shot and you have a constant short fuse with everyone you love and care most about, I would argue to say that this is the thing you need to prioritize this weekend. Like it's Thursday right now. If you're listening, when this episode comes out, you have no excuses. You've got two whole days to prepare. If you want to take a rest day on Saturday, you got to do it. Like your health journey or your weight loss journey, this journey of figuring out how to rest as a mom is not going to be linear. So start small, pick a day to unplug and rest. Don't expect perfection of yourself. Try to hit on a couple of those values that you brainstormed earlier. Um, It will take being a bit more productive on the days leading up to that day. Um, And it will also take on that day of rest, allowing to do items that come up or that you usually do on that day, it will take you letting go of that perfection and letting them slide to the next day. Okay. Waiting to do them till the day after you rest, but I promise it is worth it. Okay. Pick a day, figure out what for you is a go 
and what doesn't need to get done or doesn't need to be opened up or looked at or consumed that day. Focus on the people you love most and get after that rest, my friend. Have the best, most restorative weekend, and I'll see you on the flip side. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.